The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papa Giorgio, and today we are talking to my very own son, Connor Papa Giorgio. Hello, I am her eldest. <laughs> it's good to have you, Connor. Always fun to talk to my children, my favorite guests. <laughs> Glad to be here and talk with you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about books because I've done a couple episodes on on some of my favorite books as far as homeschooling and that sort of thing. But I wanted to have you come on the show today so that um, so that we could talk about some of your favorite books and how that's really helped you with the whole life schooling journey. And then really just to give people a picture of of what life schooling can look like in the high school years, because I think a lot of times once our kids get to that age, a lot of homeschoolers that thought that, well, if they're going to college, we've got to check these boxes and and do things this certain way. Um, And so I just kind of wanted to alleviate some of those fears and address that as well, because um, there are other ways of doing things and you don't necessarily have to check off all of those boxes. Right, exactly. And just the power of, uh, of reading in general, just how much reading a book can, can really teach you. Right, exactly. So let's jump in and, and talk about that a bit. Tell us, first of all, we're gonna, I'm going to jump around because that's what I do with my interview questions, so we won't take them necessarily in order, but share with us some of your favorite kinds of books to read and did you prefer fiction or nonfiction? just share with us a little bit more about about your reading that you've done throughout your life schooling well really um i enjoy both actually um i do like nonfiction just because you're learning actual facts and history and such um probably one of my most enjoyable the most enjoyable uh type of books that I enjoy reading are um, historical fiction because you're learning something and you're really enjoying the book at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more relaxing reading to do. Um, so, And do you, do you have any particular authors as far as historical fiction that you've enjoyed more than others or particular books along those lines? Um, it really depends on what the books are and there are certain books that it's more like the uh, general time period like um, for example, A Tale of Two Cities by Dickens, you know, that's a that's a classic and that's really, mm-hmm. you know, that helps you get into the time period of, you know, what it was like during the French Revolution. Um, you've got other books. Um, I like The Shakespeare Stealer, which is another good one for, uh, you know, understanding what it was like um, mm-hmm. in the times of, of Shakespeare and all that. And that's um, that book was um, kind of an interesting one because I think it it's good for younger kids as well. It kind of covers... Yeah, some- I was broader span am I right yeah I was geared a little bit a little bit younger so that's one of those books that is really good historical fiction and you can grasp it at a at a younger age mm-hmm. um, as far as fiction um, I do really like the the bigger books the books that are more you know they, they stretch you further like uh, henty books and I read um, Lord of the Rings when I was quite young you know books like that that are really really deep and really get you thinking and mm-hmm. uh, and um, the original Robinson Crusoe, I also read, which was a uh, actually very Christian-centered um, about his about his journey and how he came back to the Lord. So that was really cool because not only was it a, a deep book that really made you think, and it was in the Old English, but it was also it was also a Christian-centered book. It was it was mm-hmm. a very good book, you know. Yeah, you talk about that a lot, and it's really made me want to check that book out actually because I. Th- think that when I was in high school, um, I think we read it or we read portions of it, but I don't remember a lot of the story. So I don't think we read the whole thing. And I know that that was one of your favorites. And a lot of, you know, when you buy the abridged copies, particularly nowadays, if if you just bought it somewhere, I think they right. take they out a lot out. of that, yeah. which is such a shame because it's part of the original story for one thing. So that's right. kind of not fair to the author, I think. And it's a good 
Christian moral story, you know, about his faith yeah. and yeah, and just the you know the moral journey. Like, really, that was like at least half the book right there is just the you know his journey that he takes. And you know, sure, the adventure is great, but when you actually learn something from it, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's what you should really get away. What you should really take away from the book, right? So. Right, how it impacts you. Right, yeah. Um, there's a quote that, who is it? I'm trying to think of who says this. Um, Hamby, Mark Hamby says that at the end of your life, the, the only thing that you um, will remember, or the, the biggest thing that impacts you is the people you meet and the books that you read. Right. Something like that. I think I've totally hacked up that quote, but it's something like that. In other words, those are the two biggest things are the people that you meet, those people that influence your lives, um, your life, but also the books that you read. And you think of the influence that a good book has on you. Yeah. A good story is so impactful. Mm -hmm. I'm you sure know. that that book really impacted you with your walk and just, you know. Yeah, it was really good. Character wise. As far as nonfiction, um, there are some uh, some nonfiction books about different, specifically like different eras in history that I've really mm -hmm. had an interest in that were uh, really neat to read. Um, one of them, I read a book, I don't remember what it was exactly what the title was, but it was about um, Adolf Hitler and his just his whole life, and basically how he went from a bum on the street selling paintings little little paintings <laughs> like literally starving on the streets to becoming one of the world's most horrible dictators of, of all time wow so that was really that was just an interesting look at things because it really was an interesting story but it was it was all 100 percent true yeah that i like stories about people because it gives you insight into the way they think particularly I've always enjoyed, and maybe this is kind of a strange thing, but I don't think it is. I think a lot of a lot of people um, enjoy the uh, um, like true crime. True crime. I was trying to think of the genre was the word I was looking yeah. for of of true crime because it gives you this glimpse into people's thinking and how do you because how do you get to where you kill your husband or you um, turn into a, a, a mass mass killer. yeah exactly like to me that's very fascinating and and it's very enlightening because you just see the small steps that satan gets people to take and and well and that you know just our human nature we talk ourselves into things or we excuse ourselves and eventually you end up being you know this horrible a person or like hitler genocide, a dictator yeah. and and mil and murdering millions of people so it's um, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah, and it's good to I think it's good to read stuff like that. Um, kind of on the flip side of the other thing, to read about people who are absolutely horrible, mm -hmm. because you see where they went wrong. You know, you see right. where they messed up and how they got down that path and how it was little decisions over time that led them down there. You know, so kind of it's almost like a negative, a negative influence in that way. You know, you see the the negative and it makes you want to want to do something positive. You know, it makes you want right. to change and not you see the problems and you don't want to be that way exactly it just shows you what those little tiny warning signs are to right. be more aware in your own life mm -hmm. so um and talking more about history like you really got into world war ii and that kind of thing and sometimes i think people think life schooling is no curriculum or you know hardly any curriculum and and that's not necessarily true. It's really what works best for your family, um, but it is that focus on the real life experience and bringing that in as much as possible. But one of the things that got you interested in that was was a curriculum, actually, right? Right. Yeah, I did a uh, World War II curriculum actually, um, and that kind of sparked my interest in all that. Just kind of seeing. I don't know, I guess one of the main things that I really liked was the, uh, you know, really the clash of like, you know, the light versus darkness, and you could really mm -hmm. see the, the evil and the good, you know, the evil really stood out and the good really stood out in contrast, and so I think I really liked that, um, you know, it's it's still in the, the modern age, really, but mm -hmm. you, you see that absolute mass horrible killings by the Nazis and then the, you know, the allies trying to 
trying to fix things and trying to trying to fight against them. So I guess that really sparked my interest. And then from there, I just kind of read a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and has that led you to any other areas of interest? Or because that's the thing I think is cool about reading is then um, as you're reading, um, you know, for example, the Nazis had a lot of um, amazing innovations and just technologically wise. Uh, some of the things that they did were way ahead of their times. Yeah, it kind of, it made me realize some of the things that in our modern times, some of the things that we've borrowed from the Nazis, I guess you could say, um, the different areas where it it's affected our world today. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of philosophically, like kind of looking at how they changed things and how, how it affected our world today. Like, mm -hmm. um, I'll just share one quick thing, for instance, um, Albert Einstein was was German. He lived in Germany, and he was also Jewish, though. And so, because of that, the Nazis kicked him out, basically. And he came to America, and he helped develop the atomic bomb and all these other, all this other research. But it's just interesting to see how their own evil and their own hatred of the Jews brought about their downfall. You know, and hmm. how would the world have been different if they hadn't kicked him out, basically? Or hmm. how different would it have been if? the Nazis weren't around and Einstein had been in Germany instead. Right. You know? That's a really interesting point. It's very fascinating. So. So, okay. Talking about history, what other, um, well, let's switch gears here. You're planning on kind of heading down an IT path and doing probably contract work, God willing. Not totally sure exactly yet. Connor's yeah. 17. I guess you didn't even really share much about yourself at the beginning which you were supposed well, to do so why don't we take a minute and sort of back up <laughs> tell right. us a little bit about your interests and all right so here's my my uh midway introduction so <laughs> i enjoy yeah i guess i'm kind of a uh, bit of a dichotomy here i really i do enjoy creative stuff i enjoy reading and writing and music and all that but i uh i like programming so uh so yeah i'm looking at probably doing some uh, some contract work, um, pursuing programming as, as a career, um, looking down that path. So, you know, I, I guess that kind of one thing I will say really quickly is <laughs> you don't put people in a box because I don't, you know, I don't really fit in a box and I don't think most people do fit in a box. You know, I'm very creative, but at the same time, I do like logical activities like programming and I'm mm -hmm. looking down that path, so. And how did you kind of get there? Like, tell us. You. How <laughs> <laughs> that was my lead-in. So tell everyone what happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, poor Connor. I always have to. No, I always have to remind him that I'm the no. The it's cause, a, it's a funny story but... though. So I, uh, I did not want to do programming, and nothing related to computers, because <laughs> um, I think it was mostly my stubbornness because my dad did computers, and so I thought, no, I'm going to do my own thing and. You know, I like writing and reading and all this other stuff, so you know what, I'll just do something along those lines. Um, and I was sort of content to keep it at that. Well, my mom said, no, you'd really, you'd really like this programming stuff, and you know, here's this course online, and you should take this. I want you to take this. I'm like, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. I'll just, <laughs> no, I, I'm just going to do something else. And she's like, no, do it. You're going to do this. <laughs> and this is, I should add in here, we're pretty relaxed. I mean, I really believe in allowing ch children to explore their interests, but there are certain things that as parents, I think that we need to require. Um, I mean, a lot of the subjects do come into play when they explore their interests. A lot of the grammar and the, right. um, all the subjects come into play, but I think sometimes there's certain things we just have to make sure that they're getting. Well, this was something that I saw in him as his mom that he would be really good at this because he's very, um, very detail oriented, very mathematical. And I mean, your dad's analytical. in coding and, and computer stuff. So it just makes sense. You've got the genes, right? So, so there are not many things that I have been like, you have to do this. Um, well, that's not but, true. There are, but, but anyway, I guess, well, but I think it's one of those things that you know, when you're when you're younger, you don't you don't even necessarily know what you want, what you want to do, what you right. like. And I think until you explore it. Right. I think you know once you get to high school, you should 
kind of have a better idea of where you want to go you should know yourself a little bit better you know kind of mm -hmm. where you're interested in and all that but when you're younger I think I think there are definitely times plenty of times when the parents can see something and the child themselves does, <laughs> doesn't see it and I know because I was that child so long story short my mom made me do this programming and after just a few months I you really started to like it and, <laughs> and now here I am it sucked you in yeah yeah well, and in fact, there was a time where you really had to kind of give that back to the Lord, right? Because it became almost an addiction. Right, you were yeah, coding I, was, I was doing it so time. much that I kind of had to uh, cut back, so, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious because I never thought I'd do it in the first place. So. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and share um, how many programming languages do you know and that oh, kind of thing. I don't know. I guess because what I'm getting at is I want people to understand that we've really allowed him to dive into this headfirst and really explore it because I think it's so important when our children are young and they have the time to give them the time because right. later life is so busy. So this was something yeah, this he This is the freest loved. time of your life. Right. You know? So we wanted to give him opportunity to really explore it as, as much, pretty much as much as he wanted to. Yep, pretty much. Um, yeah, so I know proficiently three or four different languages and then I know I have a basic understanding of several more and then mm -hmm. several libraries on top of that so you know it's the type of thing that like like I even look at my life now and I'm not that busy but even now I wouldn't have that kind of time to right. put in to spend all that so it's the type of thing that I do definitely think that you need to see what your children are interested in and start pushing them in that direction and start start getting them started because uh -huh. you know you really can't start too early you know if your child loves music you know don't hold them back and well you wait till you're a little bit older and then you can do this no you know what children are smart you uh -huh. know they can do it and let them go and don't be so afraid of well if if we let them do this for five six hours during the day they'll never get to all of the other important subjects right because it integrates so much I mean when you were working on your coding um, which you did on Khan Academy you were writing all kinds of comments helping people I mean there was a lot of English and grammar and all that stuff involved in that um, yeah. so it's not like you weren't doing yeah, anything math, else I mean I doing programming when I when I started um, I didn't know algebra and when I finished I <laughs> had a uh, definitely had a knowledge of algebra I went back and did algebra lessons after that and I'm like this is easy I do this all the time with variables in JavaScript <laughs> so you know it's the type Great. of thing it really does all integrate and if you like what you're doing you're going to make time for it and you're going to you're gonna find ways to fit stuff around it's just giving your child enough enough time to to get into stuff you know mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah I mean that's the thing is is it does all kind of overlap and yeah and I think that's the point I want to make too con concerning high school is that by the time he got to that point where he needed to take algebra he didn't really need to take algebra <laughs> right I because it was done, done. It yeah, yeah, it, yeah it happened naturally um, just naturally through exploring his interest and so that's the really cool thing but are there right. any books now circling back around to the whole book topic yeah. um, are there any books that have been helpful for you not just from the IT standpoint because I think most of that you've done your learning online but yeah. also since you're planning to sort of forge out and, and do contract work and pretty much be independent um, are there books that have helped you from that business entrepreneurial standpoint? Well, yeah, there have been, there was one book in particular that I read not long ago, I guess a year or two ago, that uh, really helped me understand, just kind of understand basic economics and how to, how to uh, make money and what money really is and the value of a hard work ethic, just kind of give me a whole broad overview of economics. It was called um, Thou Shall Prosper, The Ten Commandments for Making Money. Um, and it was written by a Jewish rabbi. And um, he goes through all this stuff in the Bible. What's his name again? Uh, Daniel Lapin. Yes. Okay. And he goes through all these uh, 
these different correlations in the Bible, like how different principles work together, you know, like uh, giving and tithing, for example, um, what the principles are behind that and how that actually, as, as counterintuitive as it sounds, how that actually helps you make money and how that gives you a, a better perspective on things and just kind of general economics, like how, what money really is, you know, how, how, uh, how money works and how um, capitalism, basic capitalism works. And it was just a really good all-around all book for helping me understand economics and business in general. Mm -hmm. So, One of my favorite quotes in that book is, and let me see if I can get it right, since I already ruined the last quote I tried <laughs> to say, um, but it's something to the effect of when you pay someone for something, that dollar is a certificate that says a certificate of gratefulness for the work yeah, that they've yeah. done or for the a, uh, item. Yeah, a certificate of achievement. Right. It's like you're giving someone a certificate of achievement. The, it was worded much better, trust me. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. horrible at quoting things. <laughs> but I just, the concept behind it was basically, you know, money's not evil. It's not bad to want to be paid for your effort yeah. or to, to pay someone for a job well done because that is, it's rewarding them. And it's, it's a way that you can show someone that you're grateful. And um, I just really love that because I think sometimes in our country in particular where like we're constantly inundated by ads and by, you know, people wanting to sell us stuff, it's like, you know, there's a way to do that, obviously. I think sometimes people carry that too far. But the whole idea was it's not, it's not bad to sell things and to make money. It's, it's a good thing. It's how our economy keeps going and it's how you you say thank you to right. people for yeah. doing good work. And every dollar that you earn is, you know, unless unless you are physically stealing from people and ripping people off, unless you are actually physically taking people's money, it's a certificate of achievement, you know? Right. Good job on you, job well done. You earned this, you worked for this. Exactly, yeah, you know? that book is a really good book for just giving you a better perspective on, on money Yeah. and not not that we, sh you know, it's not about loving money or whatever, but just about um, being a wise steward, using it well, and not being afraid to make money, to go out and earn money right, as an exactly. entrepreneur. Okay, so when it comes right down to it, though, obviously the most important book of all is the Bible. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of times as homeschool moms, we can sort of diminish that and we think of everything so segmented and separate that we don't um, we don't think about how important it is that the Bible and um, just having family devotions, having regular time in the Word is really foundational to everything. I mean, you can have all of the academic knowledge in the world, but if it's not based on God's Word, and if you're not really spending time with Him daily, then it really doesn't matter. It's right. pointless. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Exactly. You know? So I wanted you to share with us a little bit about your Bible studies, and because I know that for you, that's something that really has become a part of who you are. I mean, it, for you, that's the first thing you start with every morning. And as a mom, I'm just so thankful for that because I just see what that's done for you and how it's just built a strong godly character in you. So I wanted you just to share a little bit about that and how, um, what you think really um, drove that into you or, or, or sort of helped you to form that habit. Just share a little bit more about that, anything you wanna share. Well, um, you know, I'm not even sure entirely how it started, but I'll just kind of give a brief overview of everything. Um, you know, I think like most people, it started out. Um, I wanted to do, I wanted to do devotions, and I thought, you know, this is going to be a, a good thing that I really want to do. You know, every morning I want to get up and do this, and I want to, you know, I want to make that a part of my life. But um, it was one of those things that just sort of. You know, it, it, it kind of was a, a secondary thing for, for a while, um, and it was something that I really wanted to fix. And then we, uh, I think probably the first thing that kind of triggered me along this path is um, 
when we moved, actually. Um, I think that kind of <laughs> kind of messed up all our educational cycles of everything, you know, that kind of uproots <laughs> your life. Um, yeah, we didn't do school for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of kind of uproots your life. So it was it was good, I think, because it kind of um, gave me a chance to form some new habits and refocus things. And then I had some uh, I had some things come up in my life, you know, personally and spiritually, that kind of drove me to um, to spend a lot more time in the Word. And then with some friends more recently, I actually did a uh, a Bible plan. I did read through the whole Bible in ninety days which, you know, three it's months very to read fast. through the entire Bible. That's like, <laughs> yeah, it was an average of like 12 chapters a day or something. Um, it was kind of rough. But um, <laughs> but you did it. I was yeah, so I proud of you. And that definitely got me, that was definitely a big step to um, making that a regular, a regular habit and um, really putting the Lord first. And I learned, I definitely learned some very good lessons through this time. Um, one of them was, you know, one of the lessons that I'm, I'm not even entirely sure when it was. It wasn't like flipping on a switch where one day, oh, I know this lesson. It was just <laughs> something that sort of over time the Lord showed this to me and really made it real to me. And it's the fact that our spiritual education is so much more valuable than anything. You know, the, the spiritual assets that we have are so much worth so much more than any monetary assets that we could have, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's something that, you know, I, I guess as a guy, this is worse for me too, because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I got to go out there, you know, make money, I need to find ways to make money, and, you know, that's the, that's the end-all be-all, you know, yeah. sure, you want to, you want to be good, and you, you know, you want to be a good Christian along the way, but, you know, making money. Well, yeah, that's thought of having to support a family, I mean, that's right. really all on your shoulders. Yeah, right. As a guy. So it's all this, this pressure, and you're thinking, you know, yeah, I, I want to be a good Christian along the way, but, you know, this is, the money is actually what matters. You know, you, you make a lot of money, and then you make sure that you're being good along the way. But that's actually, <laughs> that's a terrible mentality, for one thing. Um, <laughs> and for another thing, it's it's really entirely false, because life isn't about our achievements. Exactly. Um, you know, I was, recently I was thinking about the, uh, the Tower of Babel, actually. And, you know, the the whole world basically gathered together and said, you know what, our achievements are, you know, we, we want to make sure that our achievements are remembered, you know, let, let's come together and let's build this tower and let's make this our big achievement in you know, this achievement of humanity. Hmm. And God's like, I don't care about your achievements. I don't want your achievements. I don't want you to achieve anything. I want you just to go out there and do what I made you to do. I want you just to take dominion. I want you, each of you to go out there and take dominion over the world. You know, I don't want you to gather together and make a name for yourself, as they said, you know. Let us come together and make a name for ourselves. Isn't that the American dream, to hmm. make a name for ourselves? Wow. That is precisely it. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not about our achievements. And when I finally realized that, you know, it wasn't like I realized that overnight. It wasn't like, you know, the flip of the switch. Oh, I now see it. <laughs> but, you know, when I did finally realize that, it really changed my perspective and it helped me to... It was really freeing for one thing because it made it made me realize that it's not all about just making money um, and yeah it, it changed my perspective on everything because I saw what really mattered you know mm -hmm. and I think I think then you know we, we have the fear like okay well that's great but I still have to make money you know <laughs> <laughs> you still have to do that so you know you can only spend so much time in spiritual stuff um, and I'm gonna be honest I actually spent most of the time that I spent for a good portion portion of time actually um, was just reading the Bible and praying and doing a lot of spiritual stuff like I really academics was secondary it honestly was this stuff was primary and I know that sounds kind of radical and like oh no all right but yeah <laughs> that, yeah that's that's what I did academics was secondary um, but it really it really helped me. I really see how much it changed my perspective, how much it made me a man. And mm. think about it from this perspective, okay? Anyone can go out there and learn to do something. You know, we've got college, we've got all this other stuff. You can learn whatever you want to learn. You know, you can go online and watch a YouTube video. All right, but spiritual stuff, you, you, can't, you can't just go take a class on that. Right. You, know, you have to put in the effort for that. And a good work ethic is priceless. Mm-hmm. 
you know that's something that companies that managers are looking for you know if you have a hard work ethic and you have the character and the integrity you can go out there and do whatever you want to do mm -hmm. yeah exactly that was good Connor and you know I think just bouncing off of what you just said not just managers but also colleges because you know you might be listening to this thinking well that's great for him because he's going that route but my child's going right. to college and so they need to buckle down and do this this and that and you know I'm sure every situation is a little different if you're going to be a doctor you're you're headed to college to be a doctor or whatever there may be certain things you have to do um, so I wouldn't discount that but also don't discount this either because I was actually just reading a book the other day I'm, I'm still in the middle of reading it but it's all about how you can go to college without high school now I put that in quotes because it's it's really geared towards unschoolers and those who would do life schooling in the way that that we're doing it more relaxed approach um, and just talking about how these kids do it because kids are doing it okay this isn't just theory many kids have done this they explore their interests they they dive in head first like Connor's done and really just explore their interests and focus on on, um, you know, for him, it's been a lot of Bible and focusing on that and his spiritual walk. And these kinds of things are not um, worthless. They're not, they're, they're not something to be um, looked at as just the abnormal way of doing things. They, they shouldn't be, really. We no. should be pursuing, our children should be pursuing what they really are passionate about and pursuing the Lord first and foremost. So um, so I just want to put that in there and I'll share that book too uh, in the in the notes because there are ways that, that you can do this and the colleges are looking for kids that have real life experiences and that have done exciting things and that have really um, um, shown that they can buckle down and learn a lot about a topic and and yeah, do real world with things with them right yeah. right people of high character. high character yeah, exactly. exactly so don't let fear drive you that's really the theme that we come back to so often is don't let fear drive you ask the Lord what he has for your children and high schooling might look radically different from what you ever thought that it could and that's certainly been the case for Connor um, yeah I mean when I look at the amount of time that I spent just doing Bible stuff and I remember being in the midst of that and you know I had some stuff going on so it wasn't like I was being lazy or anything but I remember being in the midst of that and thinking you know Lord I'm not I feel like I'm not really going anywhere I'm not doing anything at the moment you know I feel like you know all this all this Bible is great this is wonderful but you know I need to I need to be moving I need to be going and, you know, I remember the Lord just telling me, no, you know, you, you need to be learning this right now. You need to be learning character and you need to be growing right now because you're never going to be a teenager again. You're never going to go through this again. You need to learn these lessons now for the rest of your life. Hmm. And when you think about that, you know, you can always make money, but you can't go back to the time in your life, to the time in your children's lives right now and help them learn these lessons. You know, they could, they could go to the best college and end up completely ruining their lives. They could end up in so much debt in horrible relationships and completely ruin themselves because they didn't spend this time hmm. to develop their character. Exactly. Or they could develop their character and be be, you know, below average, be poor for the first few lives out on their first few lives, first few years <laughs> out on their own. And end up being living far better lives mm -hmm. in the long run well just being rich in in the being lord rich in the things of the lord yeah yeah and spiritually yeah. rich that is so much more important yeah and if you think of it even more in an even even broader spectrum your your life is a speck you know the spiritual that's what you're going to take with you exactly you're not going to take money here you could be a millionaire or or you know dirt poor it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you know the lord so. Yeah, exactly. We need to redefine what success actually is right. as um, Christian homeschoolers and define it the way God does. And the really cool thing is that he blesses that. And very often he blesses it 
even financially. Um, I know, I know of a good number of people who have allowed their their kids to learn in this way, and um, you know, it's they're doing well financially and most importantly spiritually. So, just wanted you to to kind of think about that and not let the fear control you, but just really consider um, how important it is that they build that spiritual foundation and um, that they get to discover who they are. Who did God really design them to be? So I want to wrap it up, and maybe this is going to be a long wrap-up because this is um, kind of a, could be kind of a big question, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, our life schooling, and let me just share the definition, which I do every so often on this program. Life schooling is the individualized process of discovering your child's God-given gifts and talents, primarily through real-life experiences that happen within the context of your family's unique situations and missions. And as we've kind of been talking about, we definitely fall on the unschooling side of the spectrum, but a lot of that does have to do with things that that we've been through as a family just um you know i think the homestead life has been particularly difficult for us for a number of reasons and so that's taken a lot of your time as well connor um but share with us what's been your favorite part of your life schooling and you know well how's that gone (laughs) you know i think one thing that i really do like about the way that we've done things is that you're so loose that it's forced me to, you know, I'm a very, <laughs> I'm a very um, regimented, scheduled person. So not having as much schedule has helped me to um, firstly impose my own schedule and learn to be responsible for my own, my own life. You know, it's helped me to kind of take control of my schooling a little more and not, um, you know, sit back and get handed papers and you know, because that, that that's lazy. You're not you're not really learning. You're not learning to take responsibility for your own stuff. You you're just sitting. That's a classroom mentality. That's a drone mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been good for me to to have to take my responsibility for my own stuff, and it's also helped me to be more flexible because otherwise I would be very regimented. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's good for me to learn to. You know, it goes back to the character lessons. It's good for me to learn. To learn these character character traits now mm-hmm. you know well god knows what he's doing when he puts us in particular families and yep. <laughs> sometimes you can scratch your head and wonder because you end up with a child that's completely opposite you in certain ways and i don't think you could be more opposite from me in in just that whole area yeah of scheduling and being regimented but but the Lord doesn't make mistakes, and He always no. has everything for a reason. So He does, and it's been good for me too to have to learn how to try to give more structure and that sort of thing. So, right. Well, I think that we're done. Unless you have any last-minute thoughts, Connor, that you want to kind of just share as we well, wrap up here. I guess, um, I guess, kind of just in summary, um, you know, I think it's good when your child reaches high school, you know, sort of around the time when I am, see what their gifts are and kind of give them more control over what they're doing, more freedom over their own education, kind of push them to take responsibility for their own stuff. You know, you shouldn't have to oversee what they're doing so much when they reach high school. It should be more self-motivation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I think that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and helping them to pursue their interests, of course, you know, helping, helping them along those, along their path, wherever that may be. And ultimately to help them to keep the Lord in, in focus, to make that their primary goal, because that's what matters ultimately. You know, the greatest book, the greatest book that you can read is the Bible. Hmm. Absolutely. That's a good way to wrap it up. So as we close this talk about books absolutely that's the best book that you and and your children can be reading so thanks for joining us connor it's been a very enjoyable talk i always enjoy our conversations and it's fun to share them with the rest of the world (laughs) (laughs) yes glad i could be on awesome well that's life as a life schooler i hope you'll join us next time and be sure that you sign up to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode